Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Honest Conversations with Alex Cubis, brought to you by Nova. In this installment, I speak with Alison McGurr, one of the stars of Oscar nominees Bruce Beresford's latest feature film, Ladies in Black, with Rachel Taylor. Ali talks all things acting and her journey in this refreshingly honest chat that places special focus on craft and technique. This episode is particularly insightful for anyone interested in learning about how an Australian actor staying in LA halfway around the world gets cast in a feature film also starring Julia Ormond and Angari Rice. And as a side note, Angari is a former co-star of mine. Listen to the end to hear what inspiring and heartfelt advice Ali has to offer female actors and take away an understanding about developing self-belief and knowing that the net will appear once you jump. I am sitting with Alison McGurr. Alison McGurr, fellow Australian, um, but having a couple Aussies on the show recently, which is exciting for me, exciting for you guys. The bulk of my listeners are in Australia, but fortunately for us, we're in the summer weather of Los Angeles today. Um, Alison, Ali, as as we have already established. (laughs) Alison's what my mum calls me when she's cross. And friends, even if I've just met you half an hour ago. We're friends. I can call you Ali (laughs) by this point. Um, Ali, start off my interviews with the same four questions. Uh, For those of you listening, to give you some context, these questions are inspired by Eric Morris, who is an old school acting teacher. And in my research on on Ali uh, for today's uh, interview... I found out that she is a grad of QUT, so actually studied the Eric Morris method. So full circle moment. Um, so right now in the moment, as honestly as possible, think of it. Someone at QUT is telling you to do this. What do you think, feel, need, and want? I think I'm very lucky to be here right now. Mm-hmm. I feel nervous. I what was the next one? Oh, feel uh, a need. I need. To breathe. Cool. And I want to say good stuff. <laughs> okay, good. No, that's great. Very impulsive. Off the cuff. That's what that's what we want, right? Um, can you say how much of all the stuff that you learned at acting school do you still use? And when you were working most recently with Bruce Beresford on your feature film that has come out in internationally at the moment, or where can no, people check it out? No, just Australia right now. Okay, just in Australia right now. Ladies in Black. Yep. Yep. Um, when you were working on that set with such a top cast, such a top director, were you still using the lessons that you learned at acting school? And do you feel, was the connection still there for you? Definitely. Um, I, there's something about the Morris technique that I think will always stay with you and really grounds you mm-hmm. and allows you to find the impulses and, and to be in the moment, which I think you really need when it comes to film. Yeah. Um, to find that just... Yeah, groundedness. So, like, I mean, I'm not a disciple to any kind of... One method. One method, yeah, because I find that depending on what I'm doing, I take a little bit from this and a little bit from that and we'll um, work it into what I'm feeling at that moment. Mm. You know, I think that all of these different methods have wonderful parts about them all. So, yeah, I kind of make my own little... You evolve in your own way, and that's what makes yeah. you unique as an artist. Yeah. Was there a moment when you've been on set recently or in a theatre show as well um, in the past couple of years where you almost had to throw out any learned system out the window because of simply what the director was asking you to do, and you realise that maybe sometimes they're 
the studying of a craft is different to actually the doing of it and adhering to a director? Um, definitely. There's those moments I can't, I can't like, like pinpoint one right now, but there have definitely been a few where you, you've prepped in a certain way and you've got your objective and your scene objective and you know, your emotional cocktail or whatever mm. and then you get to the actual moment and it's like, you know what, I can't even... I can't even, just just do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard as well when you're on Bruce was like the first day of shooting or the, it was, the first day was pretty simple. It was just like a little scene, but my first kind of big emotional stuff, Bruce does two takes, three if you're lucky. Are you serious? Yeah. So I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, that's great. I'm like, wait, so you only discovered the two take process on the day? Yeah. And oh. I was like, um, I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Great, but it was great. And um, and it was it was it a big scene where you had to cry and you have to do the whole thing. It wasn't that I had to cry, but it was it was the like a, a scene with a husband mm. and the relationship with Frank is quite wrought and um, layered. So you know, whilst it's just a couple of lines that don't appear to be saying very much, as we all know, mm. um, you can you can do so much with that. Yeah. So I was like, it was quite panicked, and I know a couple of other actors on set were the same. Where we were like, <gasps> but it goes back to Bruce's brilliance as a director, and what he says is, it's all in the casting. Right. I was just going to. That was my next question. Right. <laughs> so in that, so have you seen the final copy of the film? Yeah, I've seen it three times now. And were you happy with your work in those scenes, and you realised you didn't need to keep going? Yeah, it okay. was quite. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you? Were you really frustrated on the day? Being like, damn it! If I just had two more takes, I would have been able to get there. Totally. And you mm-hmm. seeing it and the way that it's edited and everything put together, you're like, no, wow, he does know what he's doing. Yeah, you have to trust. And yeah. it's Like that's the thing, you know. I had a little bit of a. So, I, I booked this role. I I was over here and got sent the audition and script and. So it was cast entirely through Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. How long were you in LA before you got this audition? Oh, like a month. Oh, it's Murphy's wow. Law, right? Is, yeah. The universe kind of goes, like, oh, she goes over there, let's... Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, I'm so blessed. Of course, yeah. Um, but I, so I taped over here. I did one self-tape and sent it away and then I got email. I'm just, like totally blessed. Um, got an email from the my manager saying the casting director loves you and then the next contact was Bruce wants to call you and I'm like oh my god Bruce Beresford wants to call me so he called me and so it was a relatively simple process in that for me but the waiting it was like six weeks before oh, okay. it came through but so with the my, my point I went home once I knew that I had got the job and yeah. I went to a, a wonderful wonderful coach called Les Chantry yeah He's just magical. Um, Shout out to Les in the Actors Station back in Sydney for we anyone. Love you. Yeah, for anyone listening and anyone who's an actor in Australia or Sydney or even anywhere else in the world, uh, reach out to the Actors Station for. You get coaching on Skype, I believe. I think he still does that. Yeah. 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 He's just wonderful. He's absolutely magnificent. Um, but I went into him and I had this, and uh, this like breakdown. And he was like, it's amazing. And how do you feel? And I was like, mm. And just like. Was this a breakdown in the context of a scene and a character? No, this was oh, Ali. Like, you were freaking out. I was freaking out before okay. I'd even done anything. I'm like trying to grab my script out of my bag. And, and this was coaching after you had already got the role. I'd got the role. So okay. he was helping me kind okay. of get in. Yeah. And like it all comes back to trust. And I, I had this moment where I was like, I don't know what Bruce is doing. Bruce must be an idiot. Why is he casting me? He's totally made the wrong decision. 
and just like, and Les, like, you know, calm me down, brought me back, and like coming back to the fact of, you know, only getting two takes. Mm. It's like, you've got to trust. You've got to trust that these, trust yourself, A, but trust the fact that these people know what they're doing and somebody like Bruce yeah. knows what he's doing. So the process of you having a breakdown in the coaching session after you got the job, yeah, that was you freaking out about you living up to the role with the expectations. Yeah. And what really, it just was a way for you to release all that tension, really. Yeah. I'm saying. Because I I'm going so. back to Eric Morris technique, but I feel like that's a great example that whether sometimes that was an instance where you didn't necessarily have control over this breakdown, but you also hired a coach to do it and it probably happened in the way because of that, because you knew that it was safe to do that. So your body was doing what it needed to do. Yeah. Um, was, it, was that your, yeah, was that your first experience sort of realizing that releasing that tension is the key sometimes that like gets to unlocking? Oh, completely. Yeah. That's, that was my big thing at drama school. Okay. That um, my acting teacher was like, I, I would get tensioned here, so I would mm. cry, and my voice goes high, and it like gets stuck here, mm. and I'm very much, like I think we all are a perfectionist, and want to be the best and do the best. You're a Virgo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. same. I'm 18, yeah. what are you? 13. Ah! Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so your birthday was just last week. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. happy birthday. Thank you, yeah. you too. Mm. That's so funny. Mm. All that stuff should be taken with a grain of salt, but some of it is so, so accurate. Yeah. So accurate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's like that the tension that you put on yourself comes from that desire to do a good job, mm. to be perfect. And at the end of the day, like you, you go and do an acting workshop and you give yourself the space to be impulsive and just do it and be and, and it's so different when you get an audition or a job yeah yeah and it's the stuff like that when you are just allowing yourself can be brilliant can, like a lot of tension but yeah eric morris is great for releasing, releasing that tension. yeah <laughs> the books are still available online guys yeah um so obviously this would you say and you look at this film and this casting in this role as like a culmination of many years uh being an actor um, and also, I don't think it's a coincidence. Maybe it seems like it is, but you've made to the move, made the move to America on an O one or a green card. At that point, my O mm -hmm. one was still in the in the, in the works. Oh, so you came over just like a recce, mm -hmm. meet people and stuff. Yeah. And then randomly get a tape for this movie shooting in Australia. Yeah. And then you get it after six weeks. You hear back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, can you walk me through the process of what you think led you to that? in the short term, and then also, would Ali of five years ago believe that it would have happened? Um, I think the reason, tell me if I'm answering the questions. If mm, I'm going sorry, those are really layered questions. Let's just start off with no, the short was... term. So obviously, you had the agent that got you the audition, and then you yeah. were already good enough that you could book it. Yeah. Had you been training really hard in like the six months leading up to this audition so that you knew you were really available, or was it really just like not to dismiss the accomplishment but do you mm. sort of like somewhat look at it as a bit of a fluke i think i mean definitely okay like i think this whole industry can be a bit, a bit of, of a fluke yeah, a bit of a crapshoot yeah yeah and a bit of a time and place mm -hmm. which i definitely think that you know this helped um but like i had been training i had been um taking a lot of classes working on my voice but i think the main thing was the belief in myself i had a rough few years and like 
personally and it had got to the point where I said, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to jump on a plane, I'm going to go do this. I I know I can, so let's just, let's just like throw it, throw it away, you know. Mm-hmm. To, if we're going to like go all like airy-fairy, take the, take the step that's not there and the step will fall underneath. Okay. Like yeah. Or totally you, butcher the Martin Luther King. No, no. It's thing. um, <laughs> if you jump, the net will appear as well. Is another yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that belief in myself allowed me to. Um, Was there a precipitating moment where you developed that self belief even after a couple, as you said, rough years? Um, I think it's always been there. Okay. I think that's another reason why I am here today. Like I have, I've been very lucky in what I have done and mm-hmm. the jobs that I have worked on I haven't had like massive this is like my first really big role mm. like thank you mm. um, so, but I haven't given up mm. and I think that's a big 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 part of it too it's like so I have believed it I have had belief in myself even though I have like those little breakdowns and you know like we all do we all do yeah at the end of the day underlying I've, I know that I've, I've always known that I can do it and okay. I will do it right have you ever walked away from it entirely and just like not done anything towards it for a month and being like, I've really left this industry completely? I did that for, I put, I put myself on the back burner for okay. a couple of years. Really? A couple of years? Yeah. Like I was still, I still had my toes in it and I was still auditioning and stuff okay, like that. Okay. So you still had reps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think my, my focus was placed on somebody else. Okay. And... Uh, building somebody else's dreams and hopes and I think that um, I think your energy needs to be placed in the right spot and my energy mm. wasn't placed in that right spot so okay. it felt like yeah and you weren't really pursuing it in the way that I guess most people need to in mm-hmm. order to achieve their dreams to certain degree sounding a cliche so would you yeah. say that a big lesson that you've learned in the past year or so since getting cast in the movie, doing it, it coming out, receiving amazing reviews, um, it's been that, not that you need to be selfishly ambitious, but you really just need, do need to put, like, work every day, disciplined at the forefront of your totally. mind. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I think if you're focusing on yourself and working on your dreams, you can be better for other people as Great. well. Great. Yeah, because you're, you're the best version of yourself. Yeah. You're an asset to other people. Yeah. So what are some daily practices that you... Um, have adopted in the development of you being a bit of a workhorse or whatever and also just achieving it and trying to be the best actor, craftsman, person um, and then also traversing between Australia and the US. If there's any actors out there listening or people wanting to be artists or anyone else living over here, what do you do day-to-day that you found really helpful that maintains being like sane and relaxed but also really hardworking and disciplined? Um, I discovered the artist way okay. very long ago. Cool. Great. Yeah. Anyone can get that from a library for free probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. The, the, the one thing that I will say that I do is when I wake up, yeah. it's the pages. Okay. Write your pages. To give context, by the way, it's a book that sort of, is it a 30 page, 30 it's a, day? It's a 12 week 12 program. weeks. Wow. Or 12, yeah. So, and it's just to unleash the artist within. Okay. So essentially... Oh, it's brilliant. Everybody should do it, artist mm-hmm. or not. Um, it frees you. frees you of all your little niggly bits. So she says um, three pages as soon as you wake up mm. or as close to waking up as you can. And what it does is it just all those little 
bits and pieces, like those silly little thoughts that are unfounded or niggling at you, you get them out. Like you stream of conscious, write yeah. it out, and then you go on with your day. And what yeah. I found that it does for me is it allows me to be in Virgo. It can be a little bit like picky and a, yeah. bit, and a bit naggy. Yeah. And a little bit... Are you describing naggy. me or are you right now? Yeah. <laughs> Both of us. Yeah. So it allows me to get all those... Not so great, not so um, productive, constructive thoughts. Yeah, yeah, out in the morning, and then you get up and you know some great things. Some like ideas pop in as well, which is really cool. As you like the further on that you get with it, so that's one thing that I will do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just living. I've just gotten so LA and joined a meditation studio. As you discussed earlier, when I came to meet you, just came from the den on La Brea. Yeah, which yeah. is wonderful. It's one of the most peaceful, beautiful, happy places around. Mm-hmm. So that really helps me, and it's way cheaper than therapy. <laughs> um, but I go in there and I try, I try to do like half an hour every day there because I, I, I'm quite busy within my head mm. and I find it hard to kind of sit down and take a moment and just stop. So that helps me. Like, it forces me to take 30 minutes to breathe and, you know, relax, meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And reading stuff, reading reading plays, reading books, reading, I mean, good magazines. Um, not just the news, not news.com, but just meaningful, no, yeah. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit bad in that I don't really watch a lot of news and read a lot of news. And it's something that I keep trying to like force myself to do but I find there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I don't think you can trust out there and they all seem to be and again this is a little bit airy fairy but everything seems to be bad and negative and like where is the nice stories Mm. and that's back to ladies in black like we have this beautiful film that is like the first film in a long time to come out of Australia that's not Mm. about Gangland or yep. murders or, yep, or rape the outback or, or yep. yeah, um, it's just a really nice, heartwarming film that I think as society right now we need some good stories. So, what were some lessons that you learned from working with Bruce as a director, uh, other than the two take thing and obviously trusting, mm-hmm. and then also Rachel uh, as a as an actor that you may be able to share? Um, oh gosh, the the thing that I from Bruce, obviously the biggest is just trust mm-hmm. and being open to – he's really collaborative. This man is such a genius and he's been nominated for an Academy Award and he's directed some of the best films around. Mm-hmm. And he's still – like he'd come on set with his hand-drawn storyboards and, and say to me, like, I was thinking this or this or this. And – I would be like, oh, okay, well, what if, could I do this or could I, and he'd stop and think about it, and be like, that's a very good idea, yes, you're right. Wow, cool. And you kind of, yeah, like really humble. Yeah, humble, grounded, and real. Yeah. Yeah. And knows everybody on set, Uh talks to everybody on set. So that, that aspect of like teamwork, I guess, and doesn't matter what you've done or how big you've been or where you are is where you are right now yeah yeah and that's what you should focus on yeah and Rach is that like that as well mm-hmm. and I think most like a lot of really amazing people that I have worked with really successful talented people are, are like that they're 
just like everybody else. There's there's no there's no ego. There's no diva antics. It's just they just they're just there for the for the work, for the love of it, for you know to create and to tell a story. So that's from both from both of those people. Definitely, oh, I know humbleness. What's the what's the oh, word? humility? Humility. Yeah. Yeah. Humility and groundedness, I'd say. Yeah, and another thing from Rachel. I mean, I was, um, I kind of like, what do I do about this, Rachel? How did you do this? What should I do about it? And she's so lovely and generous and giving when it comes to advice and mm. um, everything. Really, and as an actor, she's ridiculously generous. It's like you almost don't have to do anything when you're opposite her because it's she's just like. She's yeah. So by generosity, to clarify, for someone listening who maybe isn't an actor themselves, when you say that someone's a generous actor, they're giving you everything and you feel as if they're doing it for your benefit rather than their own. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to give you stimulus so that you don't have to pretend and act and you respond. If they're really angry, they're doing it because they know that's going to rile you up and get the best response from you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just wow. Especially when the camera isn't even on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a generous actor honest and open and she's just wonderful and watching her work she makes it look so effortless it's mm. just she's remarkable and super smart so smart like oh, um yeah I, what, what else did i get from rachel Man, that's, that's just so much the, the sense of fun mm -hmm. she's really fun we had so much fun on set and then gary who plays lisa mm -hmm. um we just... I've worked with Angari before. Oh, she's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. I love her. We're both mermaids together. Or mer I was a merman, she was a mermaid. Oh, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I always wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> um, like, what was that Daryl Hannah movie? Oh, Splash. Splash. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing it, I think, with Channing Tatum. He's going to be a merman, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's still getting made. Anyway, side, side, <laughs> side note. Um, would Ali five years ago have believed that she would have done a movie with Bruce Beresford if you had told her? Would she have believed that? I think somewhere inside, yes. Okay. Because I wouldn't have... Because you were the person to never give up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, that's what really gets you places in this industry is the tenacity, gumption, stubbornness. Yeah. You're like, you're not going to... Has there been a V? Oh, obviously, there's, there is inherent frustration in the opportunity cost for what you give up as an actor in the early days of not being able to save up for a house because you yeah. have to take a crappy job maybe to be free for auditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even when you do book a job, it's not huge. Um, how have you overcome that process or that sort of maybe, at least to me, that's been like, that was a really big thing for me in sort of learning to let that go. Yeah. So how have you sort of let that go? You just push past it? And what would you tell other actors to just simply do the same? I think you just have to look at, I mean, a lot of my friends that I went to school with are on like their third house and have, you know, a number of children. Okay. And, I mean, some of them are on second marriages. Yeah. Some of them are like, you know, 10 years married, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, there are moments where I look at that and think, oh God, that'd be so nice to know that. I could upgrade my car in a couple of years mm -hmm. and know that I'm going to be on to this next house. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of go, no, to be in the same place and know what's going to happen in the next two years. It's not exciting. It's so not exciting. It's like being and in school again. Yes. Mm. And I think one of my biggest fears is regret. Waking up one day and not having done it and like looking at somebody that I've been with for 
not liking my children or something or blaming you know what I mean <laughs> yeah 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 like that it terrifies me and some people call it impulsive I've kind of jumped on planes and moved to places and oh really wow. done stuff cool. before like that was that trip to the US an impulsive trip where you didn't yeah it was actually right even though you were waiting for your one yeah uh, you were able to do that like log- like logistically you're able to fly in in while your one was being processed yeah well it was still okay. it was all this all the paperwork was with oh, a lawyer okay. it hadn't actually been like lodged. lodged right okay and there was still a couple of little things that i needed yeah, to get right. here okay but um it was definitely a feck it i'm gonna i'm just gonna get on a plane mm-hmm. and go for three mm-hmm. months and and mm-hmm. just see what happens but yeah it's impulsive but at the same time it's like following what you want and i think it goes back to re- regret. Who wants to wake up and one day or on their deathbed? I think like you're never gonna regret what you did. Mm-hmm. You're gonna regret what you didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I mean that has led to some really bad decisions on my behalf. And so, but have you learned from them later? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's like all that has led up to me. Doing the movie with Bruce Yeah. Ladies in black. Yeah. Cinemas right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I think that, like, we need to appreciate those full circle moments. Like, yeah. not to the point where you get lost and get caught up in the past. I read once where I think, I think focusing too much on the past leads to depression, focusing too much on the future leads to anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a fine balance between, like, being, um, taking joy from how far we've come, but then not getting too caught up in that. Um, yeah. On that point, would there be anything, if you could tell Ali of five years ago some piece of advice, or Ali of ten years ago some piece of advice, what would you tell her? Don't be so hard on yourself. Okay. I've had that quite a lot on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me emotional even, like, thinking like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in an Eric Morris class right now, so I, I feel know. like we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm back at QUT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I think we're, we're, we are all yeah. actors. Creative, like creatives, artists, we're all so difficult on ourselves. It's like, you know, you go and do, uh, you do an audition or a self-tape and you think, oh my God, it was so terrible. And you yeah. go back and you watch it a, a day later, later. And you're like, holy moly. It was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I think definitely don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And would you extend that advice to a lot of my listeners, I can imagine. To same. everybody. I think every, it's a universal thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. take a breath. Yeah. Like, step away. Literally breathe into your chest, opens up your solar plexus, that relaxes you, gets you into your heart and your body, mm-hmm. and then you like you breathe out. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as my head is telling me. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what someone told me? It was a yoga teacher said that when you're breathing, if you breathe through your nose... Focus? It Yeah, it calms you down, whatever, however... Oh, like, the... Physiologically, I yeah. can't get... Um, it, you breathe through your nose, it calms you. But when you breathe through your mouth, it ignites the fight or flight. So that's when you get all anxious and stuff. Oh. So if you like, actually, if you can recognize it and take a second and breathe through your I'm nose. I'm doing it right now, guys, in case. Yeah. Why don't you, you can all just do it with us at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> and we're relaxed. Uh, <laughs> totally. I can yeah, see it right I there. I can see the changes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. And then what do you hope to achieve in the next year? Creatively, professionally, what would be the dream for you? And what steps are you taking to, to get there? Um, I want to... So I read a book last year and mentioned it to my manager over here, how much I loved it. And, you know, it a great film. And he 
went out and contacted the author and so now I have the rights to that. Congrats, it's awesome. So you're developing the screenplay? Yeah. Very cool. So that's Are you able to share what it is or not? Rather put I'm gonna keep it close. Let's let's keep it yeah, let's keep it close right now. (laughs) But um so that's really exciting. It's it's a story about a really strong woman. Okay. Um so maybe still really vulnerable and lady. But it that is something that's really cool to have, you know, because to have something that I'm actually creating mm. uh, or um, developing rather than sitting around and, you know, the whole audition circuit and waiting mm-hmm. for a phone call and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. It's like, the, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to get those stories out there. And, like, you look at Reese Witherspoon and yeah. what she's doing with Hello Sunshine. It's bloody amazing. Yeah, so, like, fully yeah, diversified, like, every yeah. area of content. So you want to be more in that space and start moving towards that space more. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I like I don't I still want to be like Reese. She's still yeah. in front of the camera, but yeah. putting out our stories. In addition to that's what I mean. In addition, yeah. To, yeah. yes, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, and getting out, I've got three little nieces now. Okay. And ten months, and then eight and eight. I hope I got that right. Um, and I want them to grow up seeing their stories on um, on the screen, on TV, and relating with people. I grew up and there was, you know, there was definitely a number of stories. It's not like I like, you know, was born a million years ago and it was all yeah. about men, but yeah. there was a significant lack of people that I could really relate to and a significant lack of women really. So I want them to grow up in a world where there's um, you know great stories like Ladies in Black, and I want to be part of it. And I want to put it out there, and you know that. Would have... No, that's so that's really <laughs> inspiring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's what. Take a take a breather because I want to give you an opportunity as well. If there's something we haven't touched on, mm-hmm. now that you have the opportunity to do so, if there's anything you wanted to share, any other piece of advice or anecdote or lesson that you've thought about that you've always really want or you want something about you or something about acting or something about the world or life that you really want people to know and you you like people knowing what might it be um all those young actresses out there that think that they have to look a certain way to be an actor it gets me emotional Mm. oh my god um i think maybe that's part of the reason as well that it's taken me so long to get where I am too is that I thought I didn't look like what an actor's supposed to look like you know oh my god yeah I'm getting really emotional right now so back at uni yeah um you know you don't have to look a certain way and we're Mm. so lucky right now that we're seeing and I mean I'm blessed I'm a a white woman so Mm. I saw a lot more of myself than a lot of other Mm. people have but, you know, when it comes to body image for girls, it's such a big thing. And I definitely struggled with the fact that I'm not like a size zero and you have to be this and you have to be blonde mm-hmm. and look a certain way to be an actor. And it's like you don't. You, you don't. So all those girls out there that are beating themselves up and thinking that they have to, like, starve themselves, like, get out of that. Trust yourself. Love yourself. Everybody is incredibly beautiful as they yeah. are. And it's a really hard road because it, this is such a, like it can be a really shallow industry when it comes to physicality. Sure. You know, and, but that was definitely, that's 
been one of my biggest hurdles. I hope that doesn't, it sounds a little bit shallow. No, not at all. That isn't, no, that's like the opposite of shallow. It's great. Yeah, I definitely want people listening as well to walk away with that because there's an idea about what it takes or whatever to quote-unquote make it in the industry and there's a thing about looks that people outside of it maybe have but it's not true. People really do respond to just humans, people that are raw and open and honest um, and themselves. Authenticity. Yeah. And and being true to yourself and integral Mm -hmm. in your own skin. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wow, that's so great. That's so great that you shared that. Thank you. Um, now that we've had this chat, uh, first of all, how can people check out your work in addition to Ladies in Black, which is currently screening in Australia? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to point to that maybe people should go check out? Um, I did a great little web series called 30. Okay, Which awesome. you can look at, 30 yeah. the series. We're about to shoot the second season. Cool. About four 30-somethings trying to get their lives together. Nice. It's really fun. Um, and it's all available on YouTube? YouTube, yep, yeah, great. at 30theseries.com. Awesome. Um, and then I've got a little project that I'm shooting at the end of the year in Ireland, which is really exciting. Wow, awesome. Yeah, that's great. feature film, so that will be, I mean, we're shooting at the end of the year, so. Yeah. Can you say the name of it yet? Or It's called Lily. Lily. So it's about a young girl who comes out and is viciously attacked at school. Okay. Yeah, so it's um it's a great piece. It started as a short film and has done amazing stuff on the festival circuit. Okay. Directed by a wonderful man called Graham Cantwell, who's going places. Awesome. And um, yeah, they're they're doing a feature film version of it now, and I get to be part of it. I get to play a, a counselor who has set up a group for um, LGBT okay. kids going through the shitty things that unfortunately they have to go through yeah. sometimes. It's changing. But it's yeah, no, I, but I also see your empathy as being a reason for why you would have been cast in a role like that. So that's mm-hmm. very fitting. Um, should people follow you on social media? Oh yeah, you can follow me, Ali, A-L-I, underscore, McGear, M-C-G-I-R-R, on Instagram is probably the best place. Sweet, guys. Hit up the IG. Um, <laughs> I think I feel I need, I want. Anything different now that we've had this chat that you think or feel or need or want differently versus at the beginning? Um, I feel a lot less feel a lot less nervous now cool <laughs> more relaxed um yeah i want this to touch somebody yeah at least one person well, i mean you already yeah it already hit me hard oh. so that's really good to know and i'm sure that the listeners out there will be affected by it as well um so guys share this with your friends share it with anyone you think might be inspired or moved by it and then look out for ali's work in the coming months and years to come as well mm-hmm. and then um Guys, as always, thank you for listening and until next time.